Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. I'm on. I'm here. I'm ready. Look, stop mucking about. You did this last time and we got into terrible trouble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Whatever Works. We're here back with you, Aidan and I. Hello, Aidan. Ich habe eine unglaubliche Idee. Was sagst du, wenn sie macht die ganze Show heute auf Deutsch, Ted? Uh, about 12 and a half, I think, I've heard. <laughs> uh, show 132 it is on Friday the 5th of March. We made it to March. I've had my birthday. Thank you for everyone greeting me for my birthday this week. That was unexpected. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Enough of that. Um, and uh, we're moving forward, I guess, with the numbers. And uh, whatever works, dot works is where you'll find links to all the stuff we're going to rabbit on about today. And also the MeWe group, of course. Thank you for supporting that, everyone, and keeping stuff flowing and coming into there. Um, and uh, what else have I got to say? Oh, yeah, AidenBell.com for you, TedSalmon.com for me. Uh, 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 want to buy me a coffee? Should we say that? Let's do that. If you want to buy me a coffee, PayPal.me forward slash TedSalmon. That's very kind and very welcome. But if you want to specifically contribute to the fund for whatever works, then you can get us an Amazon gift voucher by sending us um, a gift voucher to my email address which you all probably know it's my um, name and then you know gmail and all that <laughs> a splendid monologue sir it's a great show for me today because it's 132 and with my penchant for enjoying silly voices i love saying 32 in scottish so really? i'm very pleased we're doing show 132 <laughs> racist pig <laughs> now Feedback from the last show. Chris Kelly. Now, we've, we, we're we still really enjoying our bread maker here. Mum's um, over the moon with it. She makes bread every day in the bread maker. Wow. Well, uh, well actually, she uh, she says she makes it every other day, but I think it's... She Does she get up at every... three o'clock in the morning to make it like a good baker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a really good machine. And Chris Kelly was saying that he... You see, Chris bought, as he would, he bought the posh one. Right. This was the Panasonic SD something or other bread maker, which reviews, he says, um, said that seven out of ten of the top... Seven out of ten of the top bread makers were from Panasonic. This one has an attractive stainless steel body and black plastic top. It's very solidly built and has a reassuringly heavy cast aluminium bread pan. The pan has a thick non-stick coating and there's a small hook on the spindle which engages with the paddle so that it never gets stuck in the loaf which is <laughs> one of the things that we had at first with our one our cheap one was that the the paddle gets stuck in the loaf and we couldn't work out what to do about it every single time and we were digging it out of the bread then some somebody some bright spark in the household read the book and it said um, make sure that you take the bread out, you get the bread out of the, the pan straight away after it's cooked. Don't let it cool down in the pan. Sure enough, every single time since we've read the instructions, the thing comes out and the paddle drops out. So, the, the, the lesson for today, Ted's top tip for today is read the book. Anyway, going back to... Are you still there? I'm still here. I mean, this is sounding like a Danny Kay routine with the small hook on the spindle which engages with the pedal that is stuck in the, the loaf. 
Keep going. Yeah. I'm, I'm following. I'm following. Ted. Okay. I really am. The lid. The lid has. A, furthermore, the lid has a seed dispenser and a yeast dispenser, which is not common, says Chris. The yeast dispenser means that the dough can be pre-mixed and brought up to optimum temperature before the yeast is added. I've made a range of loaves from light and airy white to slightly denser brown sandwich loaves, to which I add mixed seeds for extra nutrition, flavour, and texture. I've even used, sorry, I've also used it to mix the dough for homemade pizza, naan bread and garlic bread. All have been a great success. Highly recommended. Pay the extra, says Chris. Get a good one. The Panasonic bread maker, which we'll link to in the show notes. Good Lord, I think I need to sit down after that. <laughs> well, he's obviously very impressed with it, isn't he? He is. And it is one of those things. If if you can get the enjoy, it's like me and my ruddy coffee machine. If you can get the enjoyment out of it, then absolutely. It's, you know, don't think it's for me. I'm, I prefer to just put flour and yeast and oil and water into a bowl and mix it with my hands. But excellent. Yeah. Well done, Chris, who also brings us linen bread bags. He says the first few loaves I made, I placed into a plastic bag, which made the loaf sweaty and quickly go mouldy. Switching to a linen bag means that the crust stays crisp and I've had no issues with mould. Yeah, yine, as they say in Deutschland. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I prefer to keep bread in a plastic so that it stays soft. And then when the when the mould arrives, I call it quits because I think I personally find I get through more bread that way than I would do keeping it in a linen bag or in no bag at all. And it goes stale overnight. Right. OK, I'm just trying to work out what we do. Um, <laughs> I like to keep my slice, my slices bit complicated in this house because I, I tend to have my supper later than everyone else. Right. And so mum slices my bread for me while I'm still staying up here and not in my van. In my, <laughs> oh, in my I bet you that's opulent living. Your mother slices your bread for you. Yeah. Well, she's she's good. We've, we've spoken about that before. She's the only one that can seem to cut them straight and thin enough. That's while your father draws your bath and closes the curtains. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will all end when I get back to my static, of course. Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I have my bits of bread in a bag and it stays there um, for the evening. But generally speaking, the loaf of bread gets put into the bread bin and that's it. And the bread bin is is one made of metal. There's no there's no um, there's no uh, bag around it of any sort. And it seems to to, to last okay. Um, but as I say, it does get finished quite quickly. We, what we have discovered, what Mum's discovered, is that it's better to make smaller loaves because the whole point of it for her, the the big draw for her of the whole project, is that it's fresh. She wants yes. to eat. So we started off having these big loaves that lasted two days, and by the end of the second day, she was saying, "Well, actually, I can get bread like that from the shop." The whole point of this is to have fresh bread. So then we went down to the smaller loaves and um, etc. Oh, I, I absolutely concur. I mean, fresh bread is, is one of the greatest inventions of mankind. Absolutely amazing. I tell you what I've discovered recently. It is Aidan's top tip. It's the microwave. You can have an old, stale piece of bread that's hard enough to kill a man. And if you just pop it into the microwave for 20 seconds, it's all soft and gooey and yummy all over again. Yeah, particularly if you put a wet tea towel around it. Even that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that you could... With the, we should have a, a wet tea towel special, yeah, aren't we? <laughs> Sounds like a Monty Python edition. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Daniel Bemis brings us wobble wedges. 
He says, these wedges, and that's what they are. They're literally basically rubber wedges. These wedges are great for furniture that wobbles just slightly. I use them for an antique cabinet my wife and I bought for our house. I completely concur, Daniel. I've been using this sort of wedge for a long time. Obviously, you can hold doors open with them. That's the classic use. I've at the moment, uh, as you can see, Ted, uh, you have the benefit of a picture I've put in our recording notes. I've actually got four of them in a row, slightly tilting forward my Google home screen because I didn't like the angle of it. So, yeah, it's the kind of thing, if you can be inventive with these, they're, they're useful for 110 uses. Uh, 110? Well. <laughs> That's nine more than usual. These No, we've, we've linked in the show notes to um, the American page, because Daniel is uh, from um, um, America, and he's linked to the American page, because I couldn't exactly find these on the British, the, the UK one. And they're $12.49 for... 30 by the looks of it. It's quite a lot, isn't it? 30? Good, yes. good grief. That's really nifty. OK, I mean, I was about to say, no disrespect to Daniel, but these are made by a lot of places and you can get them all over. But right. now that I see you can get 30 of them for $12, wow. I mean, I don't know if we could recreate that in the UK. Oh, hang on a minute. Eight pound, no, $8 shipping to the United Kingdom. So that makes it $22. Indeed. But, I mean, the, the point is... Basic rubber wedges in general are very, very useful. Indeed. Just get a piece of rubber and cut it yourself. That would be the cheapest <laughs> way. And when you finish that, you can jump on the scales and see how much they weigh. Because David Breakwell has bought a set of Xiaomi Mi smart scales. Xiaomi popping up again, you see. Xiaomi 20... are going to be running the country before we know it, aren't they? The world, the world. <laughs> £23.44 for these smart scales. I've been using these for over a year, he says. They um, link via the Xiaomi app on your iOS or Android device and measure weight, BMI, visceral fat and water, etc. I, like I like that as well as receiving data. You have a progress chart and advice on how to improve your health. It would be nice to have a flattery mode, i.e. you are 50, but you, <laughs> but you could be 20. A flattery mode. I've never heard of that one before. Anyway, um, oh it has been reliable, was cheap to buy, and can supplement smartwatch data too. So there you go. Xiaomi Mi Smart Scales. I've got a feeling that um, Gareth put these on the um, Tech Addicts uh, podcast last week. I seem to remember them going through there as well. So there's two votes for the Xiaomi Mi Smart Scales. They do look lovely. I have a pair of scales in my bathroom that I can't remember the last time I stood on them. So maybe something like the smart scales would encourage me to. Then again, I'm, I don't really care what I weigh personally. No, no I, you, you, uh, this, it would be nice to be like that, not to have to bother about such things. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. You know, I know you've dis I've heard you discuss this with Steve Litchfield on the phone show, but the pronunciation, or is it, it how, say it again, the name of this company? Xiaomi. It is a C. It's not like a funny old kh or any any strange no, no, Xiaomi no. or something. C. X I X I is S. Xiaomi. C. I like it, like a cat. Xiaomi. Yeah, that's the one. Anyway, moving <laughs> swiftly on. <laughs> Talking of cats, Gareth Williams, eh, brings us the Ovo Office Premium from TechLink. Now, this is this is neat. This is cute. This is a height adjustable workstation, which Gareth says he got for his home office. It can be configured for a single or dual monitors and used in conjunction with an existing desk when sitting or standing. It rises and falls at the touch of a button with ample space for keyboard, mouse, phone and notepad. 
It also has a built-in phone holder. It's very sturdy, weighing in at 30 kilograms with, with its metal and plastic construction, and it's simple to construct. Another great find, and at £100, surprising value. For anybody considering moving from a conventional seated works, working setup, I highly recommend this. Yeah, this is for those who have included me in the past, who are interested in this idea of standing working, not just sitting slovenly at a desk for eight hours plus a day, but actually standing for at least some of that time. And this, of course, is wonderful because it allows you to choose when you're going to sit and when you're going to stand at the same desk. Oh, I wish I could have one. I can't have one because I have 45 monitors and cables and sound desks and God knows what. I mean, I could, <laughs> I'd need a hydraulic lift to get all my stuff up and down. But if I had a smaller work setup, this is the sort of thing I'd be very, very interested in, my, in, my, in myself uh, for its health benefit. You can stand up until you feel you don't want to stand anymore and then you just lower it and sit down. Indeed, and it saves. We, this is a, a topic we come back to quite regularly on this show. Yes, um, there's obviously quite a lot of interest in standing desks. Um, the last one we brought on, I've got a feeling it was John Love who brought it on, and, and he just bought a a whole desk that kind of went up and down. It might have come from IKEA actually, I can't remember, but the whole desk went up and down, and it was all kind I of. I vaguely remember uh, that. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, but this one is different because it sits on your desk, and you're quite right. You, it's got two monitor um, attached. And the, the the platform that you use is the bit that goes up and down. Yes. And, and it is quite smart. I, I do um, think that's um, a nifty solution. And it's only 99 quid. Now, I've got a feeling that the that John Love's one was much, much more expensive than that. I can't fully remember. But this is a good solution, a desktop solution, which you can utilise your existing desk with. And, of course, you know me and my Heath Robinson-esque brain. I'm now looking at it thinking, well, hang on, this is just a very cute little lift. Now, what could I build and use this for that could go up and down at the press? I could put my mum on it and raise her if she wants to get something down from the shelf in the kitchen, for instance. Indeed. Okay. Well. And it would be very handy um, to uh, utilise that in some way if he wanted to go to the lavatory at the same time. You're going to try uh, and find clever links for everything on the show today, aren't you, Tim? But let's suppose you couldn't find the lavatory and you happen to be on the golf course. <laughs> Not the slinkiest link you've ever done. Yeah, I do, I do apologise. Ian Watson has suggested that it would be quite an interesting proposition to use a Euro club, um, as in urine, I suppose, portable urinal. It looks like a great idea. It would be a, but it would seem out of place if you aren't on a golf course. He says thirty dollars. He links to all a bit of fun, I guess. But it's it's basically a um, false golf club with a rather big handle um, to contain lots of urine and a kind of pouchy cloth thing like a kangaroo pouch which you put around the top of it stand making it look as though you're taking a golf swing but actually you're having a pee down this uh, tube so yes <laughs> very interesting <laughs> I mean I remember sarcastically writing on the MeWe group I do hope you know it would be awful to get confused and, and think you were taking a swing and pick up the wrong club <laughs> and fertilize the entire lawn in the process it is a problem though i'm um, needing to go for a pee um more so with um i was talking to my dad about this recently because he sometimes has to take his mum take take mum to 
um, hospital appointments. Yes. He's not allowed in the hospital in, during lockdown. And so he's he's sat in the car, potentially like two and three hours at a time, waiting for her to come out and finish and then drive her home. And he's not allowed to go in and use the loo. So what do you do? And we, we've had that conversation recently. And there are a number of other solutions, aren't there, Aidan? There are indeed. I think Chris Kelly posted one that he'd found, uh, and I also one of my one thing called a travel John, which I remember I brought onto the show uh, maybe a year or so ago. Very very useful. Tiny little thing, you know, sort of the size of a cigarette packet perhaps, which is full of gel, and it's a plastic bag that you basically unravel, do your business into it, and the gel immediately solidifies. So any liquid that goes in turns to gel. So then you can just sort of put it carefully down in the footwell and then chuck it away as is convenient. Oh, I think that's the, I think I think that's the same one as Chris is saying, isn't it? I think it's basically he, he, the same had, thing that Chris found. Yes, he, yes. He had this thing called pea bags, which do the same thing. They solidify. So, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, continue. It's, yeah. Yes, it's exactly the same principle as gel right. in a bag. You pee into it. The pee turns to, to to a basic gel solid, and you get rid of it as you wish to. And I've have used these. I mean, once or twice over the last couple, two, three, four years, I've you know had to find a quiet place in an underground car park where no one's looking and make use of these. And my yeah. goodness, when you do need one, you're very grateful you've got one in the car. So there's another hot tip from Aiden today. Put one of these in your car because you never know when you might need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, during lockdown, this must be have been quite a big problem for, for lots of people, I would have thought. Um, not that I've been out and about to do it, but you know, if you if like, places that you would normally expect to go and pop in for a pee to a like, hotel or a pub or indeed you, yes, you know, and, McDonald's or whatever. And I remember, you know, the, 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 practically the one and only place I've ever been for the last year with my mother has been garden centres. And I do remember mm. early in lockdown when we were first permitted to go to a garden centre, the toilets were off, 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 off piste, off, <laughs> off piste, <laughs> off piste. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely keep a travel, John, in your back pocket or in your glove compartment in case you get taken short. Indeed, yes. Now, am I going to do a Ted Salmon linky link? What have we got next? Uh, Gareth you're Williams. Not, you're, not, you're not up to it. On the time to go fully automatic <laughs> battery charger. Well, taking a leak? Um, no, I think... <laughs> I think I'll just go for it. <laughs> Gareth Williams brings us the time to go fully automatic battery charger for anybody coming out of lockdown with a car that's been lying doormat. Dormant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Whatever he's on, I want some of that. Right. <clears throat> that's been lying dormant. You may have issues with the battery. In anticipation of this scenario, I ordered the SeaTech automatic battery charger after a lot of research as well as consulting some mechanics. It's proved to be a very good decision which ensures the car is ready to go no matter how long it sits on the drive. At $69.99 at a time of purchase, it's already proven its worth. I can simply plug it into an outlet, attach the battery to the car and let it charge. Simple efficiency and pra- simple efficiency practicality. Um, I then popped in and said... Uh, my solution during lockdown, because I, I think you may remember, Ted, I've had a battery problem with my car, which I've spoken about mm. on the show. It's been going on for two or three or four years now. I had my car in a power specialist garage uh, where they kept it in there for three days and couldn't find what was draining the power and thus didn't charge me, which was good. I've had my regular mechanic try to find out. I have a tiny, tiny, ultra slow drain on the battery in my car. The battery's fine, but the car isn't. Um, so I've been using a PS700 power starter, which is something that the AA recommended on their 40 second visit out to start my car for me. 
I said, Ian, what is this battery you keep using? If I get one myself, I don't have to call you guys out anymore. And it turned out to be this rather wonderful, somewhat expensive, around the two, three hundred quid mark, I believe, um, power starter. But by golly, it's good. It just gets the car cr- cracking over without any problem whatsoever. Jeremy Harpen then came in and suggested, I can also highly recommend the CSI Airflow. I've had two of these for 20 years, he says. Unlike Aiden's power starter, this will not charge a dead battery, but it will keep an existing battery in tip-top condition and stop it going flat. Rather similar, I think, to Gareth's original post. Comes with crocodile connectors for temporary use or can be hardwired with simple connectors to detach. This is also much cheaper than the CTEC if it suits your needs. My car hasn't been used for three weeks. It topped it up from 60% to 100% charge in a few hours. And I would like to finish this by saying with grateful thanks to Jeremy and, of course, also to Gareth, I have now purchased, not in fact exactly what he's recommended, but I purchased something myself that I found on Amazon for the princely sum of £28. I've bought a NOCO Genius, exactly the same thing. It's a trickle charger, which when it arrives this afternoon, I will set up so that each time I park the car, I'll bring it down to the garage, plug this thing in, and it will just trickle charge the battery and keep it happy so that the next time I want to use the car, it does start. Are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, try- I'm just trying to work out what, from Gareth's original post, I'm just trying to work out what this actually does and how it works. I think, if I understand it right, you plug this into the mains in your garage. Yes. And you plug that, that you, you, you clamp it onto your battery. Yes. And it basically trickle charges from the mains into the battery without taking the battery out of the car and having to do it in the traditional way. Yes, it's right? sort of like yeah. a chi charger for cars. Um, it, it, ah. it trickle charges. You can't really okay. charge a battery from flat to full with it. It would take weeks. But what it does do is it okay. stops the battery from going down. If you've got a half-decent battery in the first instance, you put this thing on, it'll put a trickle charge in, it'll just stop the battery from going any flatter. And indeed, over okay. time, bring it up. But that, but that one that you're talking about, the PS700, you can actually do a flat The PS700 is a different... Yeah, it's a different solution. Yeah. The PS700 okay. is in itself a ruddy good battery in a box. And you just... It's basically like saying to your friend, can you bring your car over? I need to jumpstart. It's a jumpstarter. Right. Got it. Got it. I think I'm with it now. Great. So... Thank you so much, gentlemen, for all your recommendations. Right. Now, how are you going to get a slinky link from battery charging into... (laughs) No, no, I'm just going to go back to what I said earlier, which was you talking about your coffee machine, your expensive coffee machine. As always. (laughs) And... I just wanted to mention very quickly that Mum um, has bought a Bosch Vivi 2, which is a smaller um, coffee pod making machine, Tassimo Bosch thingy, than the one she had. Because the last one, she said, um, started producing coffee that tasted funny and that it wasn't frothing properly or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, typically the My Way 2 was a year and a day old or something like that. And so the um, warranty was out of date. Anyway, so she drew a line under it and said I'm moving on and so she bought this Bosch Vivi 2. Now long term um, listeners of the show may just about remember back in the day that I actually brought the Vivi 2 onto the show about three or four years ago because I had one and that's why I could recommend it to her and it was very good. The only trouble with it is it's that it's got a, it's got a smaller reservoir on it so it has to be filled up more regularly. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's the same. Same. Well, it's, same is, it, is it primarily just for your mother or your mother and father? Then the, the reservoir is probably fine for them. It, it is. It is absolutely fine for them. If they need three drinks out of it, 
um, no, if they want five drinks out, I think it does four. Anyway, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's 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 good for them. And um, it was thirty nine quid from Argos, and um, it's a really nifty little machine. That was it. Just a quick one. And after five coffees, you're going to have the energy to refill it anyway, aren't you? So that's not a problem. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Esther, where there is coffee, there is hope. Well done. I salute anybody who buys a coffee machine. Yay. I also salute Ian Watson because he's brought us LED hinge sensor lights, which was great fun. Not another one. Well, yeah, and it prompted some interesting discussion. <laughs> the, yeah, more LED. LEDs seem to be the new Bluetooth speakers for the show, don't they? LEDs seem to yeah. be making a, a, a good show in, in whatever works. And he brings us hinge lights, which he says seem like a good idea. They may be ideal for both Ted and Aidan, as you were both talking about LED cupboard lights recently. Yeah, Which what, all failed. Which, well, not all of them, I'm glad to say. My first LED recommendation fell down the toilet. The second one um, illuminated my toilet very nicely. How about that? There's a link. <laughs> That's how it's done, Ted. Now, now, we all know these cupboards that have this funny, I think it's probably Ikea designed, who knows, uh, the hinge, the clever hinge that sort of pushes the cupboard open and sucks it back in again when you open and close the door. Lots and yeah. lots and lots of cupboards have them. And this is a set of 10 pieces of a universal cabinet cupboard hinge LED light for modern kitchen home. And it's basically it, it, you screw the main part of it onto the hinge and then it has a little battery compartment and three tiny weeny LEDs which just snap on over that. And then as if by magic, when you open the cupboard door, the light comes on and when you close the cupboard door, the light goes off. Um, my concern, which I voiced in the MeWe group, I think, is that. I'm worried that is it is it going to give you a practical, usable illumination for your cupboard or is it just going to give you a glowing hinge? That's what I would like to know before actually spending my good earned money on on it. Um, well, firstly, I would just like to say that this is the same principle as a fridge light. The door, when it closes, presses a plunger in, yes. which breaks the circuit to the battery between the light and the battery. It's really simple. And, it, and I don't actually understand why it has to be on the hinge. It could be anywhere. Just You could just bolt it onto the you side of the actually. cupboard. You could actually, yes, that is. As long as, as long as when the door closes, it pushes that plunger to break the circuit. So Yes, yeah, so you you could actually put it on where you would more practically want a light on the top, on the roof of the cupboard, but as yeah, long as you say yeah. as you say, as long as it's yeah. close enough to the edge, you'd have to play games with double sided sticky tape or something to get it to Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the principle is absolutely sound though, and it's been used in fridge for fridges for decades. Ian Watson, I I would say that I'd like to take this um this idea and make it so it's not reliant on those hinges and it can be used anywhere. I reckon there must be someone that's done that out there, turning a fridge-like principle into a cupboard-like principle. You, dear listeners, could tell us. On the other hand, now I'm going to tread carefully here because the last time I brought one of these on, <laughs> it, it, it blew up in my face. But there are, of course, many, many PIR motion-sensitive lights that you put into cupboards that come on when the door is opened and then you're not dependent on any kind of press switch. Um, yeah. And I just wonder if perhaps at the end of the day, that's the better way to go. <laughs> I, I wonder who bought it. Wait, look, why haven't we got a jingle for this yet? I, I wonder who bought it. Great idea again by Ian Watson, um, our favourite uh, listener this week. Um, and this was, the idea of this was that I would go through the Amazon Associates links and see if there's any anything interesting that anyone's bought. We can't identify who's bought it, of course, but we can just see that someone's bought it. And this time I thought I would um, bring forward the Invisible Conceal Floating Bookshelf. This was, Somebody bought this um, £13.25 and 
It is, according to one of the reviewers on Amazon, an excellent quality floating bookshelf. Bought as a pair, in this case, for his PC speakers, and it works great. All steel construction with black powder coat finish, which goes great with my dark grey wall. They are heavy duty with the huge wall plugs and screws that come with them, which means that bigger speakers um, at a later date uh, are a possibility. They also, for the purposes of this chap, have a hole in the base which speaker cables fit through perfectly. And so, yeah, that looked like a really good um, idea. And I I think we have done way back um, floating bookshelves before, but this one looks like a very good one. And... Uh, if you bought it, whoever you are, perhaps you'd like to chip in and say if you found them good or not. Yes, I remember Dave brought some floating book bookshelves on That's that right. he was very keen on. I want to take this one to task, though, and say I can't quite understand in what way this is invisible or floating, because the, it's clearly <laughs> the screws are obvious. It's fixed to the wall. I don't Unless you put a very large, fat book on it that happened to hide... Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, it. But, but, but um, uh, the, well, if you, on the on the the primary picture in Amazon, it, it shows just that. Yeah. It shows a book which hides the whole of the the the, the shelf and the backing plate and everything. And so that's, I guess, yeah. Why but it's then invisible. again, you could say it's this, not really invisible. No, you could say this is an invisible coffee machine because it happens to be behind the dishwasher. I mean. It, <laughs> And it looks like it's floating on the wall. Anyway, here's the thing. What are the chances? Who would have thunk it? I bought one of these just two or three weeks ago. No, it it wasn't me. It wasn't me that bought that one. It wasn't me. But I bought one myself uh, two or three weeks ago. As you know, I've redone the bathroom and I wanted a black shelf for the bathroom. And I bought one and I installed it. And I can concur. I don't actually use it for... (laughs) anything heavy um but i can concur with everything that's been said it's 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 excellent it's hefty it can certainly take a good weight it's well made it's a decent price and buy one that looks like a much bigger thing oh it oh oh have you attached it to a mirror in my picture oh i've done my bathroom i've i've got myself some pieces of black acrylic plastic and i've put them as a sort of decorative idea around the room so yeah i mean the 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 toilet roll holder has a piece of black acrylic plastic behind it as does this shelf as does black acrylic plastic what's the point of that then it's decorative it looks nice isn't it does it yeah it looks like it looks like a big black square my bathroom to me. looks great i'm going to send you a picture of it <laughs> All right. Now move on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, each each uh, show we'll we'll try and pick out something interesting from that list. And um, if you were the person who bought that one, do let us know what you thought of it um, in due course. Now here's one that I wanted to just put in quickly that doesn't really have a section to sit in. So let's put it in. Who would have bought one of these? Because nobody has yet. <laughs> wind chimes. I was looking at wind chimes, and I would have posted a regular review on the group saying I've bought a wind chime, except that I didn't because it was actually quite funny. I did buy one. I clicked buy, and it was on its way. I then left the room, walked through the hall, and noticed the wind chime hanging by the front door. It's <laughs> been there forever. And because there's never any wind, it never chimes. And I didn't remember it was there. So I turned around and went straight back to the computer and cancelled the one I just bought from Amazon. But the reason I wanted the wind chime, I just thought it might be worth mentioning. Um, a wind chime has f- four, five, six uh pieces of metal that are often to danglers that are tuned often to a certain (laughs) tone so you get different tones so when the wind 
makes the thing move. It goes ding, dong, 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 dong in different tones. And then I, I just came up with this mad idea. I'm a very, very keen um, Steven Spielberg fan. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is one of my favourite films of all time. And of course, everybody knows doo, 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 the five tones of Close Encounters. And I thought, eh, wouldn't it be lovely to have a wind chime that plays Close Encounters? So my project, when I get round to it, is to actually saw and sand and chop off bits of the pipe um, in order to try to tune the five pipes into the five tones, am I geek or what? Well, you'd have to you'd have to make sure that the wind made the thing go exactly in a circle. No, 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 it... I, I, no. I don't think I can expect them to play in the right sequence. But I think oh, the fun is just to hear the tones and to see if it's recognisable that the five tones are within the five tones that you're hearing. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't think I could. That would be quite something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You could. You're the sort of person who could make that work, and well, I, I bet mean, you could. I bet you could do it very cheaply. Well, uh, I know I'm not going to let you have that link because I haven't oh, finished. <laughs> no, what I wanted to say was I'm sure that somebody can tell me the mathematical chances of if it's going to play five notes at random. How many times is it going to have to swing in the wind before it plays the five tones in the right order? But I dare say, if I put it out in in somewhere where it would catch the wind and play these things, sooner or later it would go do 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 do, and I would be vindicated and I would be a happy boy. And I expect you could do that as cheaply as you could. <laughs> go on then. <laughs> Right, I've got a um, bit of feedback for you, actually, because you suggested that this reception pen, which you put on the last show, was a yes. load of rubbish. And But I liked the look of it, and I thought my dad would love this, and so I got him one, £3.46, with three spare refills and a sticky base if you want to stick it down somewhere. And he's as happy as Larry. He thinks it's great. Um, really nice and um, yeah I mean you can't go wrong even if you can't ever get any refills for it after the three have gone it doesn't matter does it it's only £3.46 and um, it's, it's on his desk now and he's using it great great shout phew I was beginning to fear for my reputation <laughs> as far as recommending things is concerned I'm very very pleased I'm very pleased that it's gone down well yeah, it is. It's nice. It reminds me of working in Barclays. I won't in- go on that one again. <laughs> Enjoy your pen, Mr. Salmon. <laughs> I bring you a really, really quick one. No, that's not somebody coming into the studio. That's me banging my fist upon a black <laughs> rectangular washing up bowl. Mm. Um, spring is around the corner. Indeed, it's here on the on the odd day. Addis, and- Addis. We love Addis. You love Addis, do you? Well, there's, there's the thing, you see. For, with, with spring coming, I want to get back outside and start working on the pond and encouraging the wildlife and all that stuff I love to do, especially during lockdown. And I wanted to extend the pond and make a shallow drinking area for the likes of hedgehogs to come and Oh, access that's to the pond, sweet. aren't I sweet? So I bought this thing expecting that I would cut it down and use it. In actual fact, as things worked out, I had a eureka moment and I've in fact instead used, if you may, I don't, it depends what area people live in, but you might remember uh, one generation ago, the kind of bins we had. Before we had wheelie bins, we had sort of uh, rectangular bins that had long black lids that sat on top of them. Um, mm. We've still got ours in the garage, so I used one of those lids instead, which means I'm left with this amazing £3.29 10-litre washing-up bowl, which I can use 
as a washing up bowl. And I just thought I'd bring it on the show because I was quite impressed because I didn't know what I was going to get for £3.29. I thought, well, I'm taking a punt. I'm going to cut it up and put it in the pond anyway. It doesn't really matter. But in fact, it's really good. As you say, we love Addis. It's a decent, it's just a piece of moulded black plastic. That's all it is. But it's very nice. And I can recommend it if anybody needs a a washing up bowl. It comes in several colours, I seem to recall. Um, And as I say, £3.29, cheap as chips. There you go. That was it. Job but done. The, but the 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 whole the point the, the difference about this washing up bowl to almost every other one that I've ever seen in my life is that there's a handle at each end, and that's typical of Addis to take a simple idea and make it better. Because I mean they they do this with um, laundry baskets, don't they? I, every home in the land has probably got an Addis laundry basket yes, that they yes. use. Uh, handles at the end, and not only handles at the end, that they've got these gripper things that you can take out and replace them. And yeah. I think Addis do some really good stuff. And this washing up bowl, um, as boring as a washing up bowl can possibly be, um, with those two handles, it elevates it, I think. It's a, that's a good shout, that. Um, and also, I have actually used it, because in order to do this thing with the pond, I had to take a, a good almost half the water out of the pond and I wanted to mm-hmm. keep it because it's now pond water so I, I was, I was um, calling in every single water holding vessel I could lay my hands on so it actually got used and as, as you say the handles were very very useful so there we yeah. go 39 by 32 by 14 measure your sink everyone and I have to say Addis reminds me of one of my favourite jokes so for no reason at all I'm going to tell you what is the difference between Abu Dhabi and Dubai the people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes. Judy Lopez is next. As we know, says Judy, Amazon offers a great service. However, when looking for a jigsaw last week, theme of the month, I suddenly thought about our local bookshop. Wanting to support the little guys, I rang them up and um, and they said that the puzzle I wanted was not in stock, but they would get it the next morning. Shops are all shut in Hamburg, which I assume is where she lives, um, due to COVID, but they do click and collect. I took a 20-minute walk the next morning. I thanked the shopkeeper profusely, and she said she appreciated my custom. OK, it cost me two euros more than it would have done on Amazon, but it was worth it for the pleasant experience. And um, it was. Che- she doesn't actually say how much it was, but, it, but she says it was cheap as chips. So we'll take her word for it. And, uh, yeah, why not? Don't always turn to Amazon. There are local shops that need your support, is the message. So, so thank you, Judy. Absolutely. I concur fully. And as I responded to Judy on the group, exactly what you've just said, Ted. It's so lovely, especially for me, an absolute, um, you know, I I worship at the shrine of Amazon. (laughs) And it really is good now and again to support smaller companies or individuals who really do need it, especially after the year we've all just had. And of course, when you do that, you get a nice service. You get what you feel is a more personal service. In Judy's case, she had a connection with the shop and they were kind and helpful to her and she got a nice 40-minute walk there and back. Um, mm. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. Here, Very good indeed. And lastly, for cheapest chips, I wanted to throw an odd one in the mix, which is 39p Diet Cola. Now, <laughs> before, before you go off on a rant here, I'd just like to say that I've been... Um, Drinking Diet Coke recently, um, to, in actual fact, to, to cut down on beer. That's another story. Um, 
I mean, drinking drinking Diet Coke and suddenly realised how expensive proper Coca-Cola Diet Coke is. And it is. It's really expensive. I had a look on the Tesco website and the Sainsbury's website and you can buy um, a two-litre bottle of Diet Cola um, from either of them. Well, Tesco was 50p, but the Sainsbury's one was 39p, which we worked out to be about six times cheaper than Diet Coke. Whoa. And it was just a, an outrageous difference in price. Now, before you start banging on at me, I do acknowledge that it doesn't taste as nice. I, I completely get that. It's Diet Cola, and, and you... It has this kind of edge of kind of saccharin taste or whatever it is. I, I don't know. But put a bit of lemon in it. And frankly, you can hide that taste to some degree. 39p. And that's two litre, a big two litre bottle. It's almost as cheap as table water that is similarly um, priced at like about 10p or something in Tesco and Sainsbury's. Um, and I I was just outraged, really, at the difference in price, even taking into account that it's nicer Um Diet Cola um, from main supermarkets is not that bad. It's it's drinkable and you can hide the taste with something to put in it. Now, you see, I come at this from a slightly different angle. I, I, I agree with what you're saying and that, that's fabulous on the one hand. But on the other hand, this is why we have so many fat children in the world, because these sickly drinks are so cheap. Diet, and... diet. Sorry? No added sugar. Well, this, this says on it, no added sugar. Okay, That's first all... of all, I'm inclined not to believe that. And secondly, <laughs> even if it's fine, it, it also makes the case that other drinks, that, you know, lemonade and raspberry aid and, and whatever other awful sickly things these kids drink, are also very, very cheap and perhaps shouldn't be. But that's another story for another day. I do, I do accept that there are lots of... I'm, I'm looking at it now and it says, you know, in the list of ingredients, there's loads and loads of stuff in it. I, I do get that. But then there probably is in Diet Coke as well, to be honest. You're quite right. Any of these kind of drinks are not as good for you as tap water. I, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to drink tap water, do you? Yes, but you're a responsible adult. You're not a 10-year-old boy. Well, then again, maybe I should rethink Pro- have, you, have you ever met me? Perhaps I am. This looks great. I want one of these. What? Um, what, I, what? This is a retro radio with. Uh, you, you know what I'm like with my radios. Oh, I love yes. radio. oh, radios and Bluetooth speakers and all that. But anyway, this is not a Bluetooth speaker. It's a retro radio with Nixie tube figures. Do you remember Nixie tubes? So. They're those kind yes. of tubes that look like they're old-fashioned tubes from radios. And inside it, they've got these kind it's of bits things. of, I don't know what they are, bits of wire that light up um, in front of each other to give you the, the, the number that is supposed to be coming out. So if it's telling you the time, the first one would be, say, one, the second one, zero, and then the third one, three. And so it, it spells out in each one. Of, it's really hard to describe. Follow the link in the show notes. But this is um, the Nixie Tube figures are really, really um, retro. And I, and I seem to remember these very, very fondly from back in my childhood. And it it's all really, really good fun. Do, do you remember these? I, not distinctly. I've certainly seen them before. And, I, you know, they spark a, a, a distant memory, but nothing specific. You know who will tell us exactly how these works and what they are, don't you? Uh, well, I know. I'm expecting to hear from him before we've even finished recording. 
Yeah, Mr. Kelly, tell us what <laughs> what how does how does this Nixie tube thing work without me looking it up on Google? Um, I, I I guess it's something sort of neon thing. No, it can't be neon because that'd be gas, wouldn't it? Anyway, no, but it's it's a neon effect. That's what I was getting at earlier. Yeah, they look yeah. like neon, mini it, it, neon. Uh, yes, anyway, yes. They, it, it's very retro, and I really like it. This this thing is available for pre order on a um, on one of these uh, what's it sites, you know. Um, uh, starter sites. Yes, and it, it looks like it's going to be about um, two hundred and fifty quid Ooh. once it goes out to retail. But at the moment, you can get it for about one hundred and seventy-five quid, and it's just a dinky little radio. It does look tiny. I was going to ask you: Does it have dimensions yeah. on it? It looks very small. I don't see any dimensions, but but it's got it up against a kind of a, a coffee mug in one picture picture there, yeah. and it looks like it's um you know just quite dinky and small with really nice nerdy knobs like you get on um on Marshall stuff still. Yes. You turn the volume up and click it off and proper knobs just, and buttons. Th- this is not this is not high tech stuff. There'll be no fancy stuff in it. It'll be on off volume. Tune in, and that's your lot, and and it looks really, really nice. It's called Retio. I suppose that's a play on the word um, uh, radio and return. No, not return, retro. Retro and return and radio. (laughs) Have you finished? Sorry. Still using and still Oh dear, you know, torches used to be as prevalent on this show as Bluetooth speakers and eggs are. What happened to torches, Ted? We used to eggs. talk about torches all the time. Egg, eggs was the big one, wasn't it? That, eggs that, was that, the big one. That had a huge run, eggs did. Oh, boom, boom. And I love the way you've just carefully sort of trotted over Bluetooth speakers there without acknowledging a thing. Listen, Steve Litchfield came on to show number 100. The Big 100, February the 2nd, 2020, and he recommended a head torch. It was an 800 lumens head torch, which he which is currently on sale for £8.99. I remember I paid £7 back in the day. And this was a thing that, that Steve brought on the show, and I thought, oh, that looks lovely, I'll have one of them. And it really is. You know, if you don't ever need a head torch, you won't want one. But if you're the sort of person like me who tinkers and makes and and uses the hands and goes out in the garage at night and gets under the back of the sink to find something, a head torch is, is an essential piece of kit. And this is such a good one. It's got a good, decent, sturdy strap with a piece that goes over the top of the head as well as just round the side. The lamp itself is adjustable. You can move its position up and down. It's got the regular thing. I think it's got three positions on and then dim, and then flashing, if I remember correctly. Um, It's just a fabulous head torch that costs ridiculously small amount of money for what it is, and I've been using it ever since that show. It's sat in my box of, you know, tools and bits and pieces, and it comes out regularly and gets used, and I thank Steve for recommending it. Fabulous. £8.50 with a 5% voucher or two at the moment, so not too much more than £7 you paid. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Thank you to Steve, and thank you for you to you for bringing that back. I'm going to re rejuvenate my interest in my power cube. This was a um, a thing that we featured in Whatever Works seventy six in February nineteen, and it's basically a power cube. Um, and I'll also link to the review I put on my blog about it as well. It's a cube with two USB A's on the side. So each side of the cube, you've got one, two, three, four 
ordinary um, uh, plugging in uh, three pin uh, plugs, the cable that goes off to the power and on the the other side of the cube you've got two USB A's that you can then plug in to charge phones and whatever. Throw it wherever you like, it's got a long cable on it and um, you can, uh, as I say, plug in whatever you like and charge some stuff um, and, and just chuck it about and throw it in the back of the car if you want to and take it away. And really good bit of kit. And I'm still using that on a daily basis. It, um, it, it serves very, very well indeed. I tell you what I like about this, Ted. I've just been cursing um, the world while doing my bathroom. The absolute, complete and utter lack of any conformity from any company in terms of plugs and sockets and which side the cable comes out and whether a plug goes upside down or this way up or is wide. Or... And, you know, when you when you buy a, uh, you buy a four-way mains board and you can only get three things in because one of them's too wide yeah, to prevent yeah. you from using it. With this power cube, of course, you've got all the space in the world to plug in whatever you want. Yeah, because they're, they're on each side of the cube. Yes. And, and you can do whatever you like um, in that respect. So, yeah, it's, a, it's really good. And it is, um, uh, in all honesty, it is, it's still in daily use. And, um, it, you know, it's just really, really good. In actual fact, I've got a feeling that the... Yeah, that's right. I, I've just remembered that it came with a, a little stand as well. You can put it on a stand and you can desk mount that stand. I've just seen the, the picture in Amazon. I'd completely forgotten about that because I never used it personally. But yes, if you wanted to desk mount it, you could do that as well. Really nice little thing. 22 quid it is now. I can't honestly remember how much it was back in the day, but I think it's still worth that 22 quid. It's a good bit of kit. Very good. Now, that would have been a jingle, but we still don't have a jingle for the review section. I suppose that's two jingles. Okay, they're they're, they're queuing up now. I shall shall do some jingle writing during the fortnight, Ted. Jolly (laughs) good. Meanwhile, what have we got? I'm afraid I haven't. I've got nothing to review this week. I've brought out. I've got two things to make up for it. A quick one, which is a hot water bottle. I've brought up, I've, I've done a hot water bottle before, but this, the, these ones you get from Amazon for about 10 quid or eight quid with a, and they come with a, a like a knitted, um, cozy to go around the outside. Great. Oh. We've done that before, but the, the difference between this one was that it's the actual rubber, the actual, and I've never seen this before. It's transparent. Yes. It's completely see-through. Um, and I, I suppose that's a novelty factor, really. But you can see how much you're putting into it. Quite often you're looking down into the neck of a, a hot water bottle and trying to fill it up and, and judging how full it is by the sound the water's making. But this you can, you can actually look on the outside and see what you're doing. Um, I got the green transparent one, but there's lots and lots of different colours. Yeah, lovely colours. They've even um, they, they put a picture in the Amazon listing of it being run over by a truck. So they're obviously very confident in it and i do admit that i have to admit that the the the, the bit where you put the top in your 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 your, your um lid thingy where it, you screw yes. it into place that does look as though it's really really well constructed in there um much much better so than my last one um and you know i, I it just looks like a really really well done um, hot water bottle, and, and and perhaps they're raising their game with things like this because of safety issues, and and having to say, you know, this has got to really stand the test of, you know, not burning people. Yes, of not, course, yes. Whatever. You can imagine people suing for burns on their yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a really nifty little hot water bottle, recommended um, on Amazon. This one is eight ninety nine, but the, you know you can get them around that price and lots of colours. Recommended if you if you need a hot water bottle. 
it really brings back wonderful childhood memories for me, Ted. I mean, as an adult, I am now an electric blanket snob and haven't used a hot water bottle for many, many years. But my goodness, yeah, it's funny how just looking at something like this brings back an awful lot of memories. I think we should move on. (laughs) Burning rubber. It it, it reminds me of my childhood. When I was a very young um, chap, we stayed in this house that was absolutely frozen. And that was my overpowering memory of this house, was the smell of the hot water bottle. And and it never fails to remind me of that. Oh, yes, that set me off as well. Goodness, yes. Right, personal dustpan and brush set was my next one. yes, please. Um, (laughs) Following the discussion I put on MeWe about this, I decided to buy one. Sorry, and Ewe? Is that Ewe? is that a northern toilet or something? <laughs> Back to toilets again. Um, that, now th- this dustpan and brush set, I, it looked the it looked the works. It looked like an OXO quality one. You know that OXO stuff we quite often bring onto the oh, show. Oh yes, yes, yes. The, 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 it's solid plastic, and and I and I thought this is worth a punt. The the pot the purpose of this was to get a brush that you could brush, um, not. Uh, on the floor, but on on surfaces, desks, um, across keyboards, and um, you know, just just workspaces really. And sure enough, when this thing arrived, it was actually slightly bigger than I thought it was. Um, I should have measured it, I suppose, but it's okay because it's just the right size for my fist to hold the main part of the um, a part of the brush. And it, and the the brush sits inside the 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 bucket, the yeah. the, the, the the dustpan. Um, and it all fits together really nicely. It's really solid. There's some brushes about an inch and a half that is the main brush, and then a rubbery thing on the side to scrape up any malingering bits. Um, and also the, the the pan itself, the, the the holder, that's got a rubbery lip, so you can make a seal with any irregular surfaces and whatever. Um, worked really well, sweeping small areas. Um, and also, I didn't realise this at the time, but it comes with a um, keyboard uh, cleaner, which is a which is an interesting thing. I've got it in my hand now, and it's got a sliding. Um, a sliding locking mechanism, which means that the, the brushes that come out the end, um, which look a bit like a, a huge makeup brush with a kind of in, in the size of a, a highlighter pen, yeah. um, and you can and you can slide it in and out as firmly to make the, the bristles as firm or as loose as you want to. And I've been using that to do my. In fact, I'm doing it now on my. You can probably hear me on my keyboard, and it just works perfectly. It gets right in between all the keys, sweeps it all out. Hopefully, not too much of it is going inside underneath the keys. Um, and that was a basically a free bonus as part of the deal. So the, at the moment they're showing ten percent vouchers on that. It was ten pound something, but it was it came down to about nine pound. And I think it's really really well made. So um, yeah, good stuff. Other people chipped in. They said that I use the crevice brush attachment on the Hoover to clean my keyboard for my computer. That was Harry T. David Breakwell says I use an old toothbrush head from an electric toothbrush set. Daniel Bemis says, I use a lens cleaning cloth to clean my keyboards, the ones that you get from with um, photographic equipment. And uh, the the brush actually does look a bit like that. Um, and um, Joe, uh, Jose, or you, you can say that one. Jose. Jose Schnell. <laughs> oh, was I supposed to give the whole lot? The, the whole lot, yeah. Come Jose Schnell. That's the one. I use a small brush to clean my keyboard, he says. So a small brush. These brushes are really, really good, though, for keyboards. And So thank you for your feedback, gents. And I think I've found one that I'm quite happy with. Fancy one of those, Aidan? I, again, thanks to Steve Litchfield, I've become a mini vacuum person. 
Uh, and I right. am obsessed with using the mini vacuum to clean stuff up. Which electricity. Sorry? Electricity. No. Electricity. Yeah, why not? But um, no. That, having said that, I do like very much the look of this. And it would be lovely to replace the 750-year-old dustpan and brush we have at home in the bottom <laughs> of our cupboard. Um, yeah, I like this. It's all I can say. I like it. Good. <laughs> Ed House is first on London's ULEZ, which, as we all know, stands for Ultra Low Emission Zone. I'm a keen environmental fan who does pretty much anything I can to reasonably save fuel, waste, you name it. But right now, thanks to my wife's car going up the creek, I've borrowed an old car from my family while we hunt for a new one. Despite emitting about twice as much carbon as my V40, um, uh, this two-litre petrol rocket doesn't get charged for entering ULEZ. The the ULEZ is supposed to be to help air quality. So how can that be? The point of the post is that um that the that, that when he goes into the zone with a car that you're you expect to be charged lots for because it's petrol and it's burning lots of petrol um he he doesn't get charged but when he goes in with the eco-friendly car he does get charged. And I presume that this um ULEZ is is what the congestion zone used to be or a different Yes, form. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So so um Yes, I quite agree with you, Ed. Um, U-L-E-Z for Room 101 for not sorting it out properly and charging people for um, encouraging people to use old, clapped-out old cars. Exactly. Where's the compulsion to buy a better car and look after the planet when it'll cost you more to drive in London? Exactly. We need to enter an eco-zone. We do. Oh, very good. <laughs> like the EcoZone Limited Forever Flush 2000. Now, I was so keen on these and I posted it on MeWe and I had a discussion with Ian Watson, I think, about how, how it was doing. And I'd keep him involved with it and let, let people know. It's, an, it's supposed to last for 2,000 or up to, it says, 2,000 flushes. It's one of these classic things you drop in the back of your cistern and it turns the water a nice little shade of blue and keeps the toilet nice and clean and fresh smelling and looking and you know it's as I say it's supposed to go on for 2,000 flushes I'm also environmentally conscious and I didn't want to put ghastly chemicals into the into the system so um I looked up this thing and it claims it's environmentally friendly and it's not so harmful and it's got less chemical in it and it's better for the environment Uh, and so I thought I'll have a couple of them one in my toilet one in my mother's toilet what happened about two weeks later it just stops working you know it (laughs) what the toilet no, it stopped. We got a lovely... I mean, what was really weird was you put this thing in the cistern and you wait. And when you next flush the toilet, it's slightly blue colour. And then it went through a phase of being really blue, like some blue alien had died in the back of the toilet. And then a couple of days later, it settled down to being a very slight, light blue. And I thought, that's perfect. We can cope with that for 2,000 flushes. Let's see how long it lasts. And then yesterday, it had just stopped in both toilets. It had just stopped running blue at all. So the funny part is I I went on to Amazon and said, rubbish, want my money back. And they wrote back saying, yes, we'll give you a refund. You have to return them. Mm, <laughs> so nice. I ended up fishing <laughs> these nasty, wet, blue gungy things out of the cisterns and had to wrap them up in, you know, three separate plastic bags each to make sure they don't leak and wrap around with sellotape and put into a plastic bag sent back with Amazon, with, with Hermes just so that Amazon can throw them away when they get them back. Yeah. 
So, yeah, what a shame. I do not buy Echo's own limited. They didn't last for 2,000 flushes. They lasted for about 20. 2,000 minutes? Yes. 2,000 minutes only. (laughs) Talking about minutes, we've really run out of time here, Aidan, and we're running long. Shall shall we leave it there for this time? I think, should we let our poor listener go off and make a cup of coffee? (laughs) Yeah, we should do. There's no gold stars to hand out this time. No one has done anything really good as far as we're concerned. So um, perhaps next show we'll have some of those. Next show, which will be in two weeks, of course. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about today. AidenBell.com for Aiden, TedSalmon.com for Ted. But the star of the show is always you, of course, and you come across to us in the MeWe group with all your stuff that you've been using and trying out and reviewing, and that's really, really helpful for the show. So do keep it coming, everyone. Well done. Thank you so much. We'll be back in a fortnight with another one. We will. So don't forget, whatever Whatever works, works. works.